welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet. I'm your host, Wayne Liu. Joining me on the program, back by popular demand, is your favorite duo, Orm Weisfeld uh, of The Guardian, which is uh, what it always says on these Zoom calls. And we have to record on Zoom because Lee Van Osman in t- the year 2023 might be the only person who does not have a single pair of headphones anywhere inside the household. So Lee Van of the Toronto Star, you two, uh, you know, you guys drew a strong reception from your last appearance. So we have to bring you all back. What's going on, guys? So what's up? Really? We got, we got a strong reception? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that, I mean, Alex really liked it. So he, he said Wait, it was wait when did Alex listen to it? Because I was going to call Alex out because I've been listening to your guys show. And he was like, he was like acting like this was like the only pod he didn't listen to on his wow. vacation. I, I think he heard the feedback that the last time you guys were on, you guys discussed um, dehydration <laughs> yeah. in the desert. You know what I mean? Like, let's just let's leave it at that. And uh and so I think that was the review. But then once he actually heard it himself, you know, and, and my advice to him was to skip all the parts where we talked about, you know, Ron Harper Jr., Delano Banton, Justin Champagny. We, yeah, we cut out those guys, cut out Grady Dick, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I told him just go straight to like the 50 minute mark. And then he heard it and he was like, that's heat. And so I was like, all right, if you say that's heat and you're the producer, I'm going to bring you all back. I mean, other people also liked it, too. Let, let's 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 yeah. I'm not going to say it was just him, but yeah. So, what's up, guys? How how you guys been? How's summer? That's dope. I just had a dream about Josh Sue last night. <laughs> speaking Ooh. of speaking of Vegas, Josh Sue, uh, Raptors PR. Oh. I know Josh listens to the pod. Shout out yeah, to what's Josh. Up, Josh. We were in Vegas in my dream, and he was like giving me advice about like how to get out of Vegas. That's that's so, hilarious. Josh wasn't even in Vegas, man. I know he wasn't. I don't know why, but. Yeah, I miss you, him. All right, Lee, man. What's what about you, man? You ever dream about uh, Raptors PR? I try not to. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a crazy dream. Um, shout out to Josh though. Uh, yeah. Blue Jays game. You, you're trying to invite Josh Sue to the Blue Jays game. <laughs> we mentioned it before, so you know. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what? Yeah, you know what? We can actually make that happen. Yeah. We can make that happen. You know. Um. You know, I was actually going to reveal something else, but I'm going to say, <clears throat> perhaps it's PR, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it after the show. Um, anyway, so we're, we're gathered here for two reasons, actually, really just one basketball reason. So um, we're going to talk about Canada basketball. Uh, the uh, FIBA World Cup officially tips off for Canada on Friday. You can catch uh, all the games on Sportsnet. Really looking forward to it. The first game is huge. Canada's going to play France, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, so I, I wouldn't even say make sure you wake up. I mean, like you should be up by that point anyway, but, um, tune in, that's gonna be a huge game and, and I'll have a post game reaction to that specific game. Maybe not to the rest of the group games, uh, with all due respect to, I believe Lebanon, um, or, I, I know that that's, that's close enough, I guess, to where you're from. So uh, with all due respect, uh, but, um, yeah, that French that, that French game is gonna be really huge, and, and we'll talk about Canada basketball. But before we get into it, I, I guess I just want to open up the floor to you guys. Um, what was your reaction yesterday when you saw the the headline that the Raptors are getting sued by the Knicks? Do you guys have any reaction? Because I feel like this is what everyone's talking about for the last like day and a half. Yeah, um, I was just listening to you and Lewis talk about it too for a bit, and my reaction was like, "Oh, this isn't great." And I agree with what everyone's saying about like, like this does seem like 
and they're just trying to make the Raptors look bad. And there's probably nothing actually here. And this is probably something that people do all the time in NBA front offices and, and whatnot when they change teams. However, like, it's just not good that the Raptors have more bad press. Like, regardless of yeah. how you want to look at it, like, optics are everything in the NBA. And the optics are terrible for the Raptors right now. So that's the only sense that I'm like, this is bad in. I don't think they're actually going to, like, carry out the lawsuit or, or like have to like give the Knicks much. Um, but it's just not good to have like more distractions around this team right now. Yeah. I was going to say, just, I feel like for Darko is just sort of a dark cloud to start off with. Um, I'm not reading too much into it. I'm like, Hey, change the, the regular season schedule. Uh, let this be opening night, you know, mm. Harden. rivalry yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. This and, should be rivalry week. Yeah. But I think it just speaks to, I don't think we really have a rivalry with the Knicks, but I think just decades upon decades, just about um, like conflict with Toronto in a way, mm. like I think it goes back to what, 2000, I was reading some stuff. Um, back, that's past my time. You know, I was born in 1999, so I can't, I can't speak on that. But uh, Masai hustling, give, giving them Andre Barnani, I think that's still a sour taste in their mouth, you know? That Kyle Lowry almost trade, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, if I'm New York, I'm, I'm I'll be salty, you know. Yeah, listen, yeah. I I think the Knicks do have some legitimate gripe here, like the fact that he did take like scouting reports, for example, for certain teams. Like whether you, I mean, like there is a little bit of proprietary information in there in terms of just like what they had planned for that specific player, and and obviously like teams change, tendencies change. You're making fresh game reports all the single all the time, but I suppose you would say that there is some sort of inherent information in there. However, I think the, you know the, the good thing with a story like this is just like there's been a lot of reporting, and I think Steph No, the Sporting News, did a really great job of gathering like a lot of information from people who have worked in a similar capacity because this is a fairly common job, right? Like video coordinator, maybe even director of analytics. Like these, these are all like fairly common standard jobs that every uh, team has it's the good thing is some of these um people who have held these titles have since moved into um just either the media game or just are just pretty forthcoming and and in their experiences of people who have actually worked in this they have described this whole situation as a little bit petty but at the same time still sloppy um so again we'll, we will see uh maybe there's more information to come i'm just still see- curious to see what was Darko's specific involvement and how much does Darko how to how much did Darko specifically knowingly direct this Azeltam person to uh to 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 you know breach the Knicks information and and their trust and to uh take their info but other than that I mean it's not too much worrying for me I feel bad I feel a little bit bad for this Azeltam guy though yeah um, well, you're breaching like man stuff like how bad of a franchise are we now well, no offense. Like, I mean, I, that's the thing. It, like, when, you I, when you read your next stuff in 2023. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the thing, too. For me, I'm just like, look, it doesn't read like an espionage mission. It reads yeah. like core security mm-hmm. in terms of like dated management um, from the employee of the Knicks, in this case, Azeltam. And so I could totally see why the Knicks would sue him for breach of contract, sue him in general, would even try to ensure that he's not employed by, by any NBA team in the future. Because it is a serious enough offense for that, but how much that tracks up to Darko or how much the Raptors might have to like give up any assets in any kind of way, I, I kind of doubt it. So, But in the yeah. meantime, though, Orin, like you mentioned, if, if, 
raps are gonna get a lot of jokes man people are gonna be joking about us and uh yeah i guess i guess we just kind of live with it you know you gotta have to take it on the chin like it is kind of stupid on front it really is yeah if this does go all the way to darko and there's like a paper trail then we're gonna be like the philadelphia 76ers and like have to have right. like a whole coaching like i really just hope that doesn't happen here but um yeah this is this is darko's welcome to the nba moment because mm. it's a little sloppy and he's just realizing that like everything comes back to bite you in the nba yeah. and um i would say the guy i felt bad worse for in the suit was noah lewis he's yeah. literally like a kid he just was a wayne Embry fellowship winner mm-hmm. he was like a raptors 905 assistant last season and now he's like named in the suit like 10 times and it's like he had like a specific role clearly like i guess they asked him to transfer some files and i'm like damn this guy just like <laughs> he was just like a fan of the raptors two years ago and now the knicks are suing him like that's tough it is tough it is tough so I mean, like, again, we'll, we will see. I, I think it'll be a bit of more of a slow-moving story and um, how they resolve it. But uh, in the meantime, though, again, it is very interesting. Like, I, I feel like this is, like, the first time I remember any professional organization suing another one, you know? So um, if, if we're going to sue organizations, by the way, can, is it too late to sue the Clippers? Is, is it too late for that one? Can we sue uh, uh, Lawrence Frank for for living in Scotiabank Arena for a whole year? Can we do that? Is That's got to be some sort of violation, no? Yeah. All right. It's not. It's not even about money. None of these things are about money. It's You're just right. about pettiness. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Okay. So, well, let's talk about Canada basketball then. So, um. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys also followed along for Canada basketball in their in their tune-up games. They played three in Germany, and then they went out to Spain, and they played two more warm-up games there. They went three and two in the warm-up games. They lost their first one, 81 to 86 against Germany. That game, actually, the final score kind of flatters Canada. I felt like Germany severely outplayed Canada for the balance of the game, and the bench really brought them back in the second half, but Germany ultimately closed it out. Then Canada bounced back, beat New Zealand 107 to 76. Shea was awesome in that game. Had like five steals on a block and like 20-some-odd points. Uh, next game, they beat Germany in overtime. Very thrilling game. RJ Barrett completes the comeback in regulation. And then Kelly Olenek, of all people, gets the game-saving block at the very end there to secure a 113-112 win in overtime in Germany uh, to, to secure the win there. Then they go out to Spain. This is, my, to me, in my opinion, their best performance. They win 85-80 to 80 over Spain. Uh, this is after Spain gave Team USA a pretty good challenge, and Canada was able to go in there and beat Spain, just like Team USA did. And then the last game, unfortunately, Canada lost to the Dominican Republic, uh, ninety-four to eighty-eight. It was a close game in the first half. That's when Canada played most of their starters. Second half, the starters didn't play much for Canada, um, but at the same time, it was a close game kind of throughout. And Dominican Republic won it, so three and two. Um, Oren, I'll start with you, man. What were your impressions, and sort of how are you feeling about Team Canada having seen them in action for five games? I feel pretty good. Like, I don't know if people were expecting them to run rough shot through these exhibition games. I don't even think they were expecting that when they like set up this tough of a schedule. So I feel pretty good given that they beat Germany and Spain on their home floors. Um, yeah, like I, I also feel pretty good about the fact that they got better pretty clearly. As you said, Spain, that was clearly their best game, best defensive effort. So they've really gotten better as these games has gone along. And that's what you really want to see from this team that kind of has a new head coach, a lot of new guys playing together. They have a ton of talent, 
and their potential, but it's like, can they bring it all together in time for the World Cup? It looks like things are heading in the right direction, I would say. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think more optimism than pessimism so far through these games. You know, it, it shows the level of competition is going to be high. These games are going to be coin flips in some situations and um, just like they were. But I think it's it's good that like they came out on top of these overtime games against way more experienced teams, even though, you know, they're they're such a new group. They still found ways to win these these games, at least like the, the two big ones against Germany and Spain that I'm that I'm referencing. So that was good so yeah in terms of like overall how i'm feeling right now i really don't think that you can look at this team and you guys can point out if this if you disagree but i don't see a significant fundamental flaw on the roster you can always poke holes and wish they had more shooting or whatever it is but like when i watch these games when i look at the team i don't go oh this is like a area that any team can easily exploit or like oh this is an area that canada just cannot have enough of no matter who they play i feel like the rosters has everything it needs to to go far in the tournament Liban, what about you what what, what are you made of uh, their performances yeah um i felt like that first game against germany for me was just them kind of getting loose in a way um i didn't really take i took i took like watching it back i took some stuff that i'm like okay maybe um defensively just in terms of um Kelly Lennox to me was just like a question mark. Um, he's been a question mark kind of throughout, but there's been points where I'm like, I think they can hide him potentially um, with the amount of wing uh, wings they have with Lou, Dylan Brooks, um, like uh, even the Nikhil playing at RJ Bear at times, those guys. Um, but yeah, just like, I think to me, just the, the two wins against Germany and Spain back to back going overtime, like being in those like late game situations, how will you respond? Guys like RJ Bear showing up, big time in both those type of games um, was huge. And I think um, my expectation was just like, please just qualify for the Olympics, you know? Mm, yeah. um, but, but now I'm looking at, hey, this team could can medal potentially, you know? Um, I think that I didn't want to get to that point because I don't want to be too optimistic. And I'm always, I feel like a pessimist, pessimistic type of person, you know? So, um, but I'm honestly really happy. And then Dominican, they, um, to me, that wasn't really much of a first half they played. It was... I, I, I didn't have too many takeaways from that. New Zealand, not much takeaways. I expect them to beat that type of team. But the Spain and Germany game, um, you could probably say Germany in overtime. Dennis Schroeder was fouled out at one point. Maybe they 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 probably think they could win that game. But yeah. uh, Spain to me was just like wow, like this team could compete and um, has a chance to to medal in the World Cup. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think first off, the fact that they played close games to me was really good for just the team in general. Like. To face that kind of adversity, to have to battle uphill. Um, obviously they lost the first game against Germany, but that was mostly the second unit that that um made the comeback in the second half there. Um, but to to come back against uh, Germany in the second time they played, uh, and to force overtime and then to win it in overtime, and then you yeah, had the game against Spain as well, where they had to hold on at the end. Like those are the exact type of games you want to get into because like I know everyone's sort of looking at the roster and it's like, yo, Canada's like the second most talented team in the World Cup. And they might be. They they really might be. I think they're firmly in contention for that. But learning how to play and sort of that systematic knowledge of playing FIBA basketball, like the fact that they've played two really, really good teams in this competition in Germany and Spain and beat them um, 
says a lot to me. And I, and I was watching a lot in terms of just like, okay, what are the rotations going to look like? Uh, you know, what's the defensive scheme that, that Jordy wants to do? Because again, there's so many question marks. We don't really know, you know, the way Jordy wants to play. Like if Nick Nurse just remained head coach of the team, like I think we would have a great idea of sort of how Team Canada might look. But we don't know how Jordy wants to do this because we haven't seen him in a head coaching capacity at all. Um, but I think for me, as the tournament went on, I was just like, you know what? I, I want to see like how the big players are sort of asserting themselves. And, and Shea looked more and more comfortable with each and every game. And I think that's the part that was really impressive in this game against Spain. He really had his way and did a great job. But what's been important to me is just like, you know what? RJ Barrett, like, are we just like not giving him enough credit? Because him as second option, along with Kelly Olenek, who has been really great, especially as playing a small ball five. Those two guys are providing you lots of secondary offense. And if that continues throughout this tournament, alongside Shea, who we know is going to be great, then Canada really does look the part, especially offensively. Yeah, that's the big three right there. Like, people might not have known it coming into the tournament, um, but RJ and Kelly have been amazing FIBA players just throughout their whole careers. And like, I guess finally they're showing it in front of an audience that is really watching. And then obviously Shea, but like, it's interesting because this is not like Luca ball, like Slovenia plays like Shea does not have the ball in his hands all game. Mm -hmm. And they're just like asking Shea to do everything. He, he has the ball in his hands, like a lot less than he does in Oklahoma city. And yeah, I think he's gotten more and more comfy with that as as it goes. It just kind of means that he doesn't like get to you know grow into his game as much as he might like for the thunder it's like he he just doesn't get as many opportunities but yeah i think we've seen him get better as it's gone along but yeah like you said rj and kelly have really taken those mantles as like the second and third option and been extremely efficient at that Mm -hmm. and um yeah i mean i've been writing like this big piece about uh rj for sports night will be out later this week but just a crazy track record of like showing up in the biggest games, especially in FIFA, FIBA, but also at Duke and, and Montverde. And um, yeah, I think he's the guy that is kind of the X factor for this team. And if he has another big tournament, like we've kind of gotten used to seeing him do with Team Canada, um, if he can do that beside Shea, then yeah, the, the team is cooking it with gas because they have a ton of good defenders they have now these three looking like really good offensive options. And so I think, yeah, it, it, it's looking good. I think you can even make an argument that he's probably been Canada's best player so far. Wow. No, but you're right. And and I think, yeah, I think so. Me, Shea is just like, um, I'm not worried about Shea at all. I think he, he just needs to adjust to just the FIBA style of play. Um, you can see him at times like calls that he'd get in the NBA. He's not going to get here. Mm-hmm. Like several times I could just, you could see him just foul baiting and I'm like, okay, that, that's not going to work, you know? Um, so for me, RJ, just when he puts his head down and he gets to the rim and he gets his body into you, it's like, wow. And then at times where teams are going to be putting their best defender on Shea and RJ is just destroying mismatches where they put a smaller guy on him and he's just right. taking posts like you're a kid, you know? Like, um, so yeah, his ability to get into the paint, bunk guys. For me, it's just um, the three point shot i think it's been really good i just wonder if it's gonna um be there and when we start playing in, in these 
group rounds and when Shea has the ball and and he's getting to the paint and he's drawing multiple defenders, will guys like RJ, will Dylan Brooks, will Lundor be able to hit threes? That's my biggest question. Um, just can this team shoot when it when it matters most? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point real quick on RJ because uh, like one guy I talked to for the story was Nathaniel Mitchell, who was like RJ's primary trainer for most of his life. And I asked him why he thinks he's good at, at, in FIBA. And he was saying that it's the same thing. Like in the NBA, everyone is long and athletic across the positional spectrum. But in FIBA, you rarely see teams who have like wings who are like six nine and rj so he basically just is all he always has that mismatch like the defender is always going to be smaller than him unless you're playing like the usa or whatever but in most cases he has that size advantage and yeah that's where he differs from shay like when he attacks he does not look for the 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 whistle he looks to like finish through contact and uh i think that's why he's so successful it's like the, the refs don't matter it's just like i'm going and i'm scoring it doesn't matter who fouls me because i know i'm gonna get fouled in this game and i believe they have him playing like the two like for most of the games so it's like rj usually plays what small forward with the knicks dylan brooks is probably playing the forward but i feel like dylan brooks more so guards the point guards at times like you're if you're watching the games he's more so guarding like the dennis Schroders that kind of stuff but rj's kind of if he's if he's sliding that too at, at points where like he's a lot bigger than a lot of guys right so it's that mismatch is there yeah and and look listen i, I feel like a, a single elimination tournament which is what what, what this thing's going to be when canada or if canada makes it to that point in the in the tournament before that is just group play but essentially just one game kind of these games where you have to kind of win um I feel like that kind of favors RJ in a way because I feel like over the course of a playoff series, teams kind of really figure out like, okay, we need to put a bigger guy in him. We need to really respect him. And we also need to make him not get to his left hand. And I felt like both against Spain and Germany, he was just able to get to his left hand a lot. A lot of his drives are bully ball, as you mentioned, but getting to the rim. But the thing I like about RJ as compared to like sometimes what I see from the Knicks is just like, um, they're not just like giving RJ the ball and just like forcing him to sort of create everything. I feel like a lot of times RJ is playing off the catch here where he's either catching and shooting and he's done a good job of that. Like in the game against Spain, I think he got canned off to a great start, hit like two threes right away um, and set the tone. But like other than that, he's just catching uh, and and just taking a strong to the basket. As you mentioned, like that that physicality at the rim is is, is huge. And yeah, I mean, offensively, I'm, I'm, I've been really happy with it. I mean, I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker for me continues to be like that big spark off the bench offensively. If he's good, having a good game offensively, in most games he is, I think he just makes the right decision. He's smooth. He shoots the ball well, knows how to handle it, but it's also unselfish. Like that second unit has been good enough offensively, especially um, when you consider the fact that you actually have some other secondary guys. I feel like Trey Bell Haynes has also been able to throw in a bucket here or there and, you know, other guys sort of come in. But um, defensively, though, Orrin, are, are you a little bit worried about them defensively at all? Is anything sort of tip you off? Yeah, I think um, their big man depth is an issue i don't think Evie is ready for yeah. significant minutes i think you you can probably play him in certain matchups france might actually be a matchup for him if powell is having trouble with gobert on the boards um but in general i don't really think Evie's ready and then like you know okay and, and dwight powell both you know give and take stuff but yeah the that they just don't have that Jaron Jackson Jr. type figure to man the back line. And 
Dwight Powell is is going to be the best guy doing that um, just because he's big and he's a good box out guy and, and he knows positionally where to be as a rim protector, but he's not elite at it. So I, I think that is your your biggest issue defensively. But at the same time, I would also say that like no team in this whole tournament has the wing defenders that Canada has. And to Jordy's credit, I think the scheme's a lot simpler than Nick Nurse's is. You know, those guys are going over screens and they're they're basically being asked to like recover. And like when you have Lou Dord and, and Brooks and Nikhil, long, athletic, strong guys, like that's what you should be doing. Like if you're not going to switch it, go over screens, sprint, recover, challenge from over top. And I think they've they've done an increasingly good job at that. So, um, yeah, if you want to pick an issue with their defense, it's going to be just against big teams whether it's rebounding or just rim protection. Um, and we've we've seen, I think Powell has definitely gotten better as these games has, have gone along. He looked pretty shaky at the beginning and then better as that Spain game went along for sure. But that that would definitely be the concern because, yeah, if like if if Powell or, or Kelly Olenek, for example, get into foul trouble, you're quickly going to just straight up not NBA players. And these guys are good. Alexander is is good. Egypt's good. But um, it, it's just a difference. In the guard and the wing areas, you are going off the bench to other NBA players. And in the forward spots, you're going off the bench to EuroLeague guys. Yeah, Lieben, um, what have you made of the of the defense or just even just the overall challenges that teams like Spain... Um, and honestly, Dominican Republic, they, they, they caused a lot of problems. Like offensively, they were, they were really dynamic and, um, they kept making big shots as well. They were more of a perimeter based attack, but, uh, yeah. A- anything in terms of just what these teams have thrown at Canada that maybe, uh, uh concerns you defensively at all. Kelly's probably my biggest concern. Um, okay. defensively, I see at times where just, he's just lost looking at the ball. Like sometimes it'd be yeah. the pain. You're um, I think that's more so just a communication thing where they could potentially hide him. But um, obviously, I think Carl Anthony Towns, no one, not a lot of people can guard him just in general. But I thought Canada yeah. really him just early on when they played their starters. I think the White Powell just trying to guard him out in the perimeter kind of was an issue. I don't think you're going to face many guys like that. Um, but yeah, just um, Oren mentioning just Zach Eady. I, I don't think Canada knows how to use him that yeah. well. Yeah. Just their lack of point guard depth. I don't think no one knows how to get him like the ball where he needs it, where he, cause he's, he's national player of the year, college player. Like he's, he's that guy, you know, but mm. um, on this team, it doesn't seem like it's a priority to get him the ball. So if you, if you're going to play him, then it's like, you're going to give up a lot of points defensively. Like Dennis Shorter was just picking him apart multiple times. Just well, the minute he got into the game, it was like, okay, Zach, he's in a game time mm. to pick up this guy, you know? Um, and I think w- what was another game? Um, Dominican Republic, I thought he was, he was pretty decent, but, um, it has to be specific matchup focused for him just to excel where he's going to be camped up in the pain. If, why would you go with two, three zone when you have guys like Lou Dort Brooks on your roster, right? You'd rather just say, say, maybe this is, you can see if it works where against a guy like Rudy, but, um, I, I don't know how much minutes he'll get. I see him as somebody that's just like, if things are not working, you toss him out there and like, see if it could work, but um his his lack of quickness just guarding the pick rolls just I, I don't see him getting that much minutes in in this in this whole tournament yeah i mean look listen like he he's the youngest guy on the team right it's, i don't and, expect much yeah so I'm exactly not, I'm not. Mm-hmm. 
same. Uh, and I, I was hopeful in the sense that I was like, this could give Canada something new. But I think, yeah, the issue with him right now is just like, even just your average guard from from Europe that most people wouldn't really recognize unless they're really diehard fans of international basketball. Even those caliber of guards are able to turn the corner against him and still get to the rim and get a shot off. And that's where defensively, you know, you hope that at like seven foot three, seven foot four, you know, he's able to to play a little bit more physically. He's able to even have a little bit more quickness and, and, and uh, mobility. But I think it, actually his mobility is fine. It's not like he's like heavy footed, but he just doesn't necessarily he feels so young in terms of like he doesn't necessarily know how to read every single fake and decision there. And sometimes if he gets like even one step out of position, he, he cannot recover. And I think that that's something that is concerning to me. Yeah, I mean. I guess I'm just not a big fan of Dwight Powell in general. Yeah. So I haven't really feel like we've been using his strengths. I mean, the other game when him and Kelly were playing a little two man game in the front court, like that, that looks that, that looks nice and that's fun. And they complement each other really well. And Orin had a really good piece on just that yeah. just relationship and just how they complement each other. So um yeah, Kyle Alexander too. I think he's he's been pretty solid. I, I like him. He he looks yeah. solid. Yeah. He, he's I think he guards um he's able to like stay out. To, to guards and guard them on the perimeter and like contest shots. Um, I, I've been really impressed with him. I thought um, I, I expect to see him a lot and um, pop way more than Zach Eady. So um, shout out to him. He's been really, been really solid. So um, if, if Kelly's not cutting it, if Powell's not cutting it and, and you want a, a guy that can swat shots in the paint and just like contest shots, I think he's somebody that you can look at. Um, I, one... I, I actually think Powell is a pretty good defender. Okay. Like, uh. I think it started shaky. I think a lot of these NBA guys, you got to give them like some slack because, you know, they're not doing a whole lot in their summer. And then they're all of a sudden playing against Germany. And it's like, oh, I haven't played like real minutes in a while. And we saw that. But as these games got like Shea, for example, was really rusty. I thought Powell was really rusty. But I thought by the time the Spain game came around, you see what makes Powell like a clear starter. And it's just like, he can do what you ask him to. Like, if you want to play drop, they start the game playing drop. Uh, their big got behind him twice. He adjusted really well and just, like, played that drop a little bit deeper so that it kind of forced the guards to, like, make some tough floaters. And every time they tried to pass it over him, he was there. And then he can switch. Like, that's the most part of him. He, yeah. he could really switch. And, and I think just, like, for a guy that rebounds as well as he does, is strong enough in the post, as strong as he is, and he, who can switch, um, I, I think he's pretty underrated in, in that, just as like a, a defender. And so just a, I, he has a big role on this tournament, I think. I was going to yeah. say, even as a pick and roll guy too, I think he's just sets the right screens at times too, just to get mm -hmm. a little wiggle room to do what he wants. So yeah, uh, yeah Dwight Powell is, uh, I think he's going to be one of the keys to just success in this tournament. If he can stay out of foul trouble too, that's a big thing too. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm afraid of just France's length. I was watching um, them against uh, Lithuania. And I was like, damn, JB's having trouble with these guys, you know? And, mm, and I'm like, yeah. What's it going to be like for, for Dwight Powell, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think he's, he's, he's been solid uh, just as the games have progressed. Yeah. Look, listen, I, I agree with you. I think my, my thing was always just like, I wish he, I wish like, I, I like so much that what he does, like he, he is unselfish. He plays for the team. Um, he plays different roles, as Oren is mentioning. My thing is just like he just feels so undersized for this specific competition. There just feels like every single team is starting some like seven foot giant. And I do wonder of like, OK, can he contest with that? Or even just like him as a rim protector, how much rim intimidation is he providing when he's like 
six foot seven jumping in the lane. Like that's he's like the same height as like RJ, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe an inch taller, but he's he's not very big for a center. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's just like Canadian basketball too. In general, we haven't developed a big where you're like, wow, yeah. you know, Chris Boucher. I think you probably hoped he could be part of the system, but obviously he. Bro, didn't when was Chris last playing that. for Canada though? Yeah, Tristan so Thompson's been... listening to this pissed right. <laughs> I, I would, yo, I would be thrilled if Tristan was on this team. Actually, though, like I'm not hey, even kidding, man. Hey, he's yeah. too busy on ESPN doing his going back and forth. He's busy, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's busy. He's busy. Yeah, he, he, he's. <laughs> He's but, busy yeah. doing uh, the Lobos party at, at uh, yeah there in Carabana with yeah, the rest yeah, of the I clutch. I think that's the next best. That's that's the next like step for Canada basketball as a whole is just like developing yeah. big second. And there's some coming in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. That that will be here in the future that you'll see. Um, the NCAA that something just entered the, the league that. Um, but I think that's the next step and kind of just like what we have to deal with right now. And um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, have we seen Brandon Clark play for Canada yet? He's injured, no? I know, I know, but like just in the his, in the yeah. past. Yeah, is there yeah. a connection to the program? Okay, that's good. Yeah, I actually asked him about it last season. He's never played, but he basically was like, yeah, I would like to at one point in my career. Like he had never been paid to where he, he could really play. Sure. Yeah, yeah, fair. But I, uh, yeah, by what he said, he maybe next Olympic cycle or something. Also, like Omax would be a great like four for this team. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys like Omax. Yeah. I spoke to Omax. He said he wants to play. I think it's just like he just played summer league, so he can't do this. I think a lot yeah. of guys, I like, I, I like a lot of guys, younger guys coming into the league want to play, and like, just obviously, just I think Nemhard probably wanted to play. I know Shane Sharp probably wanted to play, um, but those guys just off of just playing summer league to now going to FIBA, like you're, they're in their second year of their career. Most of yeah. those guys, Ben probably wants to play too. Um, but, I, but like, yeah, I know that a lot of guys want to play and, and it's just that waiting through that process where they're just entering the league. Some just guys just got drafted. They have to like deal with that whole process, moving to a new place or whatever that is. And then guys entering, the, entering their second year, just want to develop, get ready for the NBA season and prioritize that in mm-hmm. their, their development that Canada is going to happen. And I think we should be excited. Maybe in the, Olympics, in the Paris Olympics it could happen, but I think a lot of guys are eager to wear like a couple years back, like in 2019, like no one wanted to do this. Right. So right. I'm excited just what the the future holds, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I think it's undeniable that the team Canada has taken a step here and, and look, hopefully that, that includes results and, and we will see that they're going to have their best tests coming up on Friday. Like I mentioned against France, but um, yeah, I mean, to, to these guys' point, like, you know, like Nemhard, for example, I know for sure that, um, the advice that he was given was sort of just like, look, you've been going nonstop for like 18 months of your life. You know, like you come out of school, you go into that draft process, you work out for like, I don't know, 15, 20 teams, right? He, he went early in the second round. So that's like, you work out for any team that will have you at that point, right? You're not, it's not like you're like top five pick and you deny half your workouts. You're working out for everybody. And so you you go through that whole process. You, you get drafted, you play summer league, you, 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 train like crazy to to make the league and then you play and stay healthy which is great and, and played really well for for the pacers for the whole season and then you go to summer league and it's like the first time in like again just like that whole period where it's like okay you finally get a chance to catch your breath a little bit so this wasn't necessarily the best time for him and i imagine a similar scenario for a guy like shane sharp so um 
obviously there's yeah. gonna be more talent to, to come but I, again like I, as we we're mentioning we're, we're, we like a lot of what we're seeing right now with this group and um yeah even looking ahead to france because if they take the victory there i think that's when the excitement's really going to be completely there and i think everybody who's a long time canada basketball fan is like bracing or like oh you know this might happen or this bs thing might happen because again like that's the history of the program like we're like the tottenham we're like tottenham hospital when it comes to national basketball unfortunately um i don't know if you guys got that reference maybe you guys do maybe you don't no. but we don't okay. watch soccer, man. Oh, okay. All right. Got you. Well, that's, that's, you that, that. that's the feedback I get from 90% of my listeners. It's like, <laughs> stop talking about soccer uh, on every podcast, but I refuse. But yeah, unfortunately, Canada is the Tottenham Hotspur of uh, national programs in the sense that, you know, Tottenham is always has like talent and looks good on paper, but they never, ever get any trophies whatsoever. Um, in any case, how do you see this matchup going against France? Because to me, on paper, France actually has a lot of tools to guard against Canada. You have Gobert starting at center. You're trying Gabusele, who was uh, with the Celtics. And I remember a lot of the ringer guys were calling him French Draymond for a while, which is kind of like French Montana, but not at all. You know, like it's uh, French Draymond to me was just never a cool thing. But uh, you have him. Uh, you have Nick Batum, their longstanding uh, captain, who I remember vividly punching Juan Carlos Navarro in the balls uh, in Olympics uh, maybe a decade back. Um, but obviously he's still, you know, kicking and doing well. Evan Fournier, you know. Frankie smokes, um, Frankie Nikolina. So it's it's not a bad team, and um, you know they have some tools in terms of having a big wing and having obviously Colbert, who's uh, elite defensively at center, to to give Council problems. So Orin, I'll start with you. How are you, how are you looking at that matchup? Yeah, first of all, I would say that if Canada loses, it's not necessarily reason to freak out. Like France should legitimately be favored to win. You know be one of the three or four favorites to win the tournament they're that good they just finished second in euro basket last summer um i think second yeah i think second in the olympics yeah. a couple of years ago too yeah so yep. so they're right there um and and yeah like if canada loses that game they, they still have like a lot of time to kind of get better as the tournament goes along and then they would basically have to beat spain in the second round in order to hope to advance to the knockout stage. So I will say that, like, not all is lost because this is going to be a very, very tough game against a team that's just a lot more experienced than Canada. With that being said, yeah, like, no, this they have so much talent. So I, I do think they have to just try to beat them playing their game. And that means, like, what we saw from the exhibitions. And, and that means, like, Powell is the guy on Rudy and you kind of live and die with that and hope that he can handle it the best he can. And, and like the thing about Rudy is that he just has such a big catch radius. So if you do let him get, get behind you on those pick and rolls, it, it's over. Mm -hmm. So you really have to kind of force the guards into being the scorers as Powell dropping a bit deeper back and, and kind of making sure Rudy doesn't get in there behind there. Um, So the key is definitely figuring out Rudy because he can just stay in the paint and take away everything at the rim. So that obviously means you got to be a bit of a jump shot heavy team. I think Shea, he hasn't had the, the midi going in the exhibitions, but we know he does it in the NBA. So big Shea game, obviously he knows how to play against Rudy. He knows that can't get all the way to the rim in most circumstances. Um, and guys are going to have to hit shots. I, I do think like, if you want to talk about like, some adjustments they can make to me the biggest one is you know maybe you don't 
want to do this. Maybe this is a breaking case of emergency situation. But as soon as Kelly Olynyk is at the five, Rudy Gobert is not comfortable, right? Like mm-hmm. he is yep. not comfortable guarding on the perimeter. So you play Kelly at the five and you have Lou Dort and Dylan Brooks and RJ Barrett, you know, that, that makes up for a lot of size and rebounding. I kind of think that's Canada's cheat code in this whole tournament mm. because, you know, I, I never like feel comfortable with Kelly at the five. Cause he's just so small and he's not a defensive guy, but, but you got to say he's held up. Guys. He's held up so far in, in the exhibition games in that position. Well, at least in crunch time. I know yeah. in the first half, I think. Like, yeah, exactly. It's been very limited, shaky. like minutes, like on and off kind of defense offense stuff, which I think is smart from Jordy. But man, let's just like the the four defenders he has around him when he plays at the five. It is like a cheat code. So mm-hmm. um, that would be my breaking case of emergency situation if they just can't score around Rudy. Yeah, the, the, I think for me. Um, that is definitely a great look, and I'm expecting to see it um, when when the two teams play on Friday. I think for me too, like the big X factor is going to be RJ, and RJ's going to have a tough test. Like this is going to be a, a tough matchup for him. RJ's done a lot of his scoring so far, going to to the basket, getting to his left hand, and it's just a lot harder to do that to score against Rudy. Right, Rudy obviously going to be excellent protecting the basket. Um, and then I think what's tougher too is he's going to face two pretty big wing defenders where he's not going to have that physicality and that size advantage as we were talking about earlier against Nick Batum or against even Yabusele. And I think that's where our just, if he can find a way to still contribute and still be an effective second, third option, in spite of the fact that those are tough matchups that take away some, probably some of his biggest advantages then I think Canada's in a really, really good spot against France, but uh, it's going to be a big test for RJ. And um, you know, like obviously in the NBA setting, RJ is definitely of a higher value and a lot of a lot higher respect than like Nick Batum and Yerichan Gabusele. But I don't know. I, I think it might be a tough matchup for him. Um, Lee, man, what, what do you think about that? And also some of the other key matchups you want to see here. Um, yeah, shout out to I, you for watching France play Lithuania, by the way, man. You, yeah. you, you, you're dedicated to this. I, I was also watching um, them play Australia recently. And then mm. Australia beat them. And I think they just ex- like not exposed, but. Um, like the reason why Evan Fournier is not in the NBA is he can't like not he's in the NBA, but he's not playing much is because he doesn't play defense, right? Yeah. So just whenever he's on guys, I think he's a huge liability defensively. Where like if you can get a mismatch onto him, and um, he's one of France's main scorers, to where like you have to make this guy work to where yeah. um make him work to where he's tired on offense and he's not giving you much there. So um, I'm spamming a bunch of Evan Fournier. Rudy Gobert pick and rolls, whoever's on them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who he'll be be guarding in that in that situation, just in terms of like um I you gotta guess like Dylan Brooks. That's yeah, that's yeah. my question. Will he be guarding Dylan Brooks? Will he be guarding RJ? Um Shea, I don't I don't think they'll unless Canada just finds a mismatch and gets Shea on him. But um yeah, I'm I'm spamming a bunch of just because Rudy just loves to chill in the paint, especially in FIBA, just and get he points at guys to just like go guard him, go guard him, mm. go guard him. Yeah. He switches on to that. Um, so Kelly Kelly is a, is a good option if you want to go five out type of thing. Um, and, and I love Kelly's just like uh, handoffs, dribble, create like he's, he's able to just be able to dribble and just create for other guys, um, I think will be huge. And um, yeah, I think I think Evan Fournier to me is just like a huge liability. If you can expose that guy, I think that's going to be a huge, huge key. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, look, this is obviously not France's strongest roster. If they manage to get Embiid out there. Um, if they make him a citizen, if they get Wemby for these tournaments, 
You know I mean, the World Cup, the Olympic title, whatever you want. If yeah. You have Noah and Bede. Those Victor, no, the three of them together. And Rudy. With no ball. defensive three seconds. Who comes off the bench there? Or you just go all, you put. Um, just go all. For the one of it. God damn. Damn. Rudy's quitting the team if they bring him off the bench. <laughs> he already <laughs> complained about Embiid coming. He was like, if Embiid oh, really? comes to France, he's going to. Yeah, he was like, he has to know there's different rules on the French team. Man, in the NBA. Okay, I'm like, bro, you should be recruiting this guy. Yeah, you shouldn't be trying to alienate him. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Rudy is—he's a weird guy. But um, I will say one thing about France that's interesting is that they don't have any incentive here because they already qualified for the Olympics. It's in France, Mm, so that's like a big difference. I honestly think it's kind of been underrated with Canada, just like the hunger that this team has like so much heartbreak, so much experience, so many guys who really want to get over the hump here and like know that this is their last tournament to do it. And I don't think France has that same hunger. Um, right. But yeah, whoever me, hosts the Olympics automatically gets the berth. Right. And that's part of the reason some of their guys aren't playing, but um, also to me, yeah, the biggest thing against France, just in general, regardless of if you're going to put like Kelly at the five at the end of the game or not, is just like rebounding. Like they're a huge team. Rudy is really good at those tap outs. Their backup center fall something fall. He's a seven seven foot big guy. Um, so they're going to have a ton of size. So Canada's going to have to as a team just like really, you know, team rebound there. I and yeah, if they can kind of have like a similar amount of shots at the end of the game, like a like even out that rebounding battle, I think Canada really has a good chance. Yeah. yeah. Early on, we're going to figure it out. Like, just if they can defend, just in terms of, like, Rudy and that guy fall. Like, I I don't know if Kelly's going to be matched up. If they're going to start, I think they usually start both those guys. So that's going to be a big, like, question mark. And then if we could even go five out at that point. Yeah. But, I mean, I also think that, like, I want to play fast against France. Like, I I want Canada to push the pace. I want them to get out in transition. And, And to their credit, I think they've done a pretty good job of that. Uh, as a group, but there's even more yeah. of an incentive to do that against a specific opponent. Like, I think it's going to be a pretty fair fight. Like, it's going to be a, a different, you know, matchup. Obviously, France is a very different team from Canada just based on their roster and their talent. But, you know, we will see which style wins out. But and I mean, when, when I, I'm, I'm calling that 50 50, man. Yeah. When Australia yeah. just beat them too, they turn, they, the amount of turnovers they force and they just yeah. cut out transition to where like Rudy's like jogging back as slow as he can. Like, it's like, Australia did a really good job just forcing turnovers. So where I'm thinking, like, you have Lou Dort, Dylan Brooks, just pressure up the ball, get these these. I don't think France is like like the ball handlers. I'm not afraid of to where like these guys can. Uh, yeah. Now that the is obviously going to be, I think he's going to be solid. But I I, I think Canada's just the amount of defensive capabilities they have, just in terms of the guard and forwards, just um, especially the wing area. I just think pushing up France. Making them feel uncomfortable, not letting them get into their sets that quickly. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I honestly, just based on the French team and sort of the playmakers they've they've been able to throw out there, like I wouldn't even mind if they blitzed a lot of the pick and rolls that involve like Fournier mm-hmm. and Rudy, just to cut off that supply to Rudy. Like, yes, if if they ultimately, as you mentioned, Oren, because Rudy's got such a big catch radius and he's got such a big size advantage um, against a guy like Dwight Powell. Like you might not necessarily be able to stop a lot of those passes over the top without giving up just like a wide up mid range pull up or even a pull up mm-hmm. three off a high screen. I wouldn't even mind if they blitzed them a couple of times, you know. And same thing, I guess you could blitz Nana Decolo a little bit as well. And and I, I'm not totally sure like how strong France's team is as a three point shooting team. Again, like this is just one game, 
right? Over the course of a series, I definitely try to see what they have into the three-point shooting department outside of their guards. Um, but then again, I think, you know, I think other teams would be trying to do that to count as well. So, yeah, it's going to be big, man. I, I'm going to yeah. expect, uh, it, again, like we haven't really talked about Dylan Brooks yet, but um, he's obviously a guy you that you just kind of have to talk about. He He really commands a lot of attention and yeah, I guess I forgot to ask you this earlier, but what do you guys think Dylan Brooks's role is going to be in this French game? And also, just what do you, what have you made of his, you know, appearance with Team Canada overall? I think you were being hard on him the other day. I was listening to the pod, man. Yeah. I think I think Dylan Brooks, like you couldn't have asked for more from him in this training camp and exhibition. Just like he really has bought into this role as like. He barely takes any shots. He barely has the ball in his hands. He's basically just defending and and getting it to to guys. And so I, I give him a lot of credit because that is not he's known as a chucker. He mm-hmm. takes like 15, 20 shots a game in the NBA. So it's hard to ask guys to sacrifice this much. But it's also kind of the code of the national team is the more experienced guys get those reps. And RJ has, you know, been there every single year. So he gets those reps and Dylan doesn't. And I, I really credit him. I think that's going to be his role all tournament is is he's going to take open threes. And other than that, I don't expect him to do a whole lot on offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's where Jordy deserves credit, too. I think I, I have like found some fun in just how different Jordy and Nick are like. Yeah, very. couldn't be more different in terms very. of like this team is like very fundamental. Like they are good. They've been great rebounding, which has really impressed me because they're kind of small in certain ways. And they've been great in transition defense, which is like the Raptors problem all year. Mm. And yeah, like a guy like Dylan Brooks buying into his role. And and it's just like funny watching them like blitzing. As soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, if if this was Nick's team, they'd probably do that. Right. We haven't seen a ton of it. Like we've seen very conservative defense, whether it's they're, they're switching or they're dropping back. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of just been interesting watching the different styles. I know that didn't answer your question, but uh, I've been happy with what I've seen from Brooks. You know what? He's I respect good. that. I, 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 you know what? I, I think you're right. Like I, I was a little bit hard on Dylan. I think there's just again sometimes I'm just like it just feels a little unnecessary. Like there's a pl- thing in Spain. He took like three straight fouls and put Canada in the bonus single oh, handedly. Yeah, I like that. I like, like that. No, I don't like that, man. I don't care and how much you know he does this back. thing. Bro, why? It was like three fouls. He does the thing when like guys minutes. are taking when guys are taking threes, he looks like he's gonna hit them. Like he purposely like tries yeah, to that's true. Not even on the he hand. He gets away like, with he, it too, though. Bro, he did it to Dennis, yeah. though. He did it to Dennis the in the game against yeah, No, he didn't get away with it there. He didn't get away yeah. with it there. But I mean, I he's get annoying I, for sure, but I think whatever. that's like obviously. Yo, if part you're of the here's my thing. If if you, exactly, if you're gonna ask Dylan Brooks to play defense and that's it, which is basically what Jordy's asking him in in this starting group, you have to live with some of like the antics. Yeah, no, that's fair. He's honestly been like to me my second standout throughout these entire oh, wow. J one, and then to me it's him second, just because I'm like the first game I watched him play against Germany, I was like, I can't believe like this guy's gonna try to take the ball. He's gonna try to be like the star of the team. He's gonna like. Mm-hmm. like self-create for himself and i'm like please we don't need you to do that on this team right but he's taking such a just uh, a conservative role to where he's just sort of been like a three and d type of guy and just um been aggressive defensively there's times where you're like okay you don't need a foul there but i get him trying to set the tone and just get into guys get into the grill type yeah. of thing um and, and i think he's been hitting the three ball pretty well so that's true uh, 
I've been I've been quite impressed. I was just like I, I didn't expect him to just take a role that were um, acknowledged that he's probably like a fourth fifth option like he's he's one of the last options when he's in a lineup unless he's yeah. with a with a bunch of bench guys you know but when he's on on the floor with Shea when he's on the floor with RJ when he's on the floor with Kelly when he's on the floor even with Nikhil I feel like he's not that even with Lou at times I'm like he's not that hungry for the ball which I'm I'm quite quite uh pleasantly surprised and happy with yeah no you're right you're right he's been on his best behavior there's 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 no doubt on that front. Uh, There's definitely going to be one play though that makes him go viral in, in, in this entire 100%. world. He's Bro, picking it, up up unsportsmanlike foul at some point in this tournament. It could have caused the other team to get like four free throws in the ball, and everyone's going to turn on him. I, I, even though I some sometimes the antics are too crazy, I feel like you need a guy that's gonna like make you feel like bring this toughness and just yeah. No, you're right. To you, that's like we're not going to take any of this BS, you know, type of thing. So yeah, yeah. And you have and I would say like, this. Sorry, go ahead. I just feel like you have guys like Lou and and uh Dylan that kind of show that personality. And RJ yeah. at times too. Yeah, yeah. I've been impressed yeah. with RJ's defense too, man. Yeah. And I would just say this in terms of like the Dylan stuff is like he won that starting job. Like both Dort and Keel played the last two summers. Dylan didn't. And he still came into camp this year and won that. Like he didn't have any business winning it. Mm. Um, Jordy just clearly liked him and liked what he brought. So I, I do think he deserves some respect there because he won in and part of winning it was definitely showing that he was willing to take a backseat on offense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, sidebar, you know, all the discussions about Jordy. I think one of the really cool things about watching international basketball is like a common feature of the game is during timeouts. The cameraman and the the audio person just walks over to the huddle and then they just stick Love a mic that. in there. Yeah. And they have a camera pointed right at the coach, right inside the huddle, and you can see the whiteboard and you have a microphone, which I mean, whatever, some of these games it wasn't working. But typically, especially if you watch European basketball, like it'll just show and you let you hear exactly what he's saying to the team. Which I'm like, yo, imagine that wasn't the case in the NBA. You know, because I mean, like it's it's great to just get that insight from Jordy. And it, sometimes it's like, look, you know, it might be like quote unquote trade secrets or whatever, but realistically, most times in the, in, you know, in the timeout, like it's not like that information is getting relayed in real time to the opponent. So it's not, a, it's not affecting the game at all, but it's yeah. enhancing so much of like my understanding and also my appreciation of the game. Cause if he draws up a play and it's supposed to be some like one, four pick and roll. Uh, and you know, in, instead it, it's, it, let's just say like, Right, this will never happen. But Dwight Powell, you know, gets the inbound and he goes ISO. Then I know for sure that 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 play screwed up. But it, it is cool to have seen the interaction. And by, by the way, to the point about Jordy, like it does seem like he, the the team has rallied around him. They they played well for him. There hasn't really been any issues on the head coaching front, which I know was kind of a concern the last time we spoke because you know we talked about how this is a last second change and Nicholas was the head coach for this whole run and now Jordy comes in. He's done well. He's done well for this whole trip and. um I'm looking forward to seeing how this game goes. So um, yeah. that's that's mostly the Canada basketball stuff we wanted to talk about. Um, but on the topic of Canada and national, um, you know, the the CNE is also happening. The, the Canadian National Exhibition. How's that? Uh, how's that for a transition? And I look, listen, I, I I feel like I just threw this idea at you guys, and I just kind of was confident that you guys would be able to handle this. But uh, you know, as what the three of us all grew up in Toronto. Right, like, were you guys all born? Were you guys born and raised here? Yeah, Esplanade. Yeah. Come on, 
So yeah, I was born at uh, Queen and Bathurst. Also, oh, you're you're by that um what? The classic yeah, the McDonald's. That's, that's, that's where he was born at the Queen of Bathurst oh, McDonald's. That's oh. people used to poo yeah. in our driveway. Humans. What? <laughs> okay. All right. No, nah, it was downtown, man. It was Why? Really Why does every one of our episodes have to reference the bodily <laughs> I'm function? Just saying. Man. Yo, I'm just saying. All right. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, and 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 for me, I, I wasn't born in Canada, but uh, I did emigrate here, and and I've lived here for over twenty years now. So anyway, my point is, uh, between the sixty plus years of uh, Toronto living experience, um, how many times would you say you guys have personally gone to the exhibition, gone to the X? Have you guys have either of you guys worked the X too? I know a lot of people, especially as teenagers, no. end up working the X. Um, yeah, just I never a ballpark. It. I've probably been like ten times. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like maybe yeah, ten times probably. I have like yeah. so many friends that I've worked there. I'm like, hey, you know the secrets of like sneaking. Okay, I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but you know, like all right, relax, Asel low key. I didn't say I didn't say the whole the whole phrase, but you know, just if if you want to know the way, just holler hey. at you. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> Lee Van getting a an extra toss in the ring toss, like his friend slipping him an extra little uh hoop. No, we get to play basketball for free because that's where they used to work, you know. So, oh, okay. No charge. Yo, by the way, last year I, I don't guess... want to get people fired though. Damn, why did I say yo, that? Yo, relax. You can't. I, I, there's yeah, you, relax, you can't get fired. Good. You can't get fired for the CNE, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you get fired in the CNE, you don't deserve to have a real job. What are you doing, man? You weren't deep fried the Mars bar hard enough, like. <laughs> um. Yeah. So for me, I feel like, so. I I feel like I've been to the CNE. Yeah, probably in the ballpark at 10 times as well. It's just like something you have to do in the summertime, you know, like it's like uh, an unavoidable activity. And so my idea was we were going to do a CNE activities draft. Mm-hmm. And I had some categories. Um, you guys were shocked that I also provided not research. OK, I, I just provided like links in terms in case you just wanted to like refresh your memory on like what you try to do out there. So. I actually did use them to oh, yeah. remember some names. You did research. Don't act like you did Although before. No, realize. No, I didn't do research. I did like two minutes before the pod. But Will but... did. Will, Will went into Yeah, like Will did research. <laughs> I still do have a question before we start. Like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go what ahead. is an exhibition? You provided a link and it wasn't really clear. Like what is, you said one exhibition. What are exhibition examples? So like, you know how they always have some random stuff that happens there? You know, like, uh, like the, the air show is always happening. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Man, like I used, so yeah. What else is always happening? Like, you know, they got like dog shows, like cat shows, uh, you know. I'm not just, familiar with this stuff. You, you know, the stuff that happens on like, what's what's the building next to it? Like the inner care center? There's always some stuff happening there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a casino in the X. There's a casino in the X, which uh, I would know if that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily an exhibition, but hey, if you want to. <laughs> If you want to include that's that, there, that's, next week. that's cool with me. So, you know, yeah. I know Lee Band, you wouldn't do that because that's uh, that's that's haram behavior. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's a uh, there's there's lots to do at the X. So essentially we're we're coming up with the the, the CNE draft. So um, I guess my order for this is just which one, what, which one of us has spent the most time in Toronto uh, and, and that person should get the first pick and then we'll go in full in, in, in order. So Orin, since you're born and raised here. And you were twenty seven. Mm-hmm. I think correct. I think you have Lee Ben beat on that front. Lee Ben, you are twenty four. 
Yeah, you finally got it right. The amount of times I hear you say 23 on the pod, I'm like, God damn. Bro, I mean, you don't even have a pair of headphones, man. You, you 13 in my book. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. I honestly I, don't know anyone's age. Like, that's okay. you shouldn't be mad about that. I, I don't know any of your ages, honestly. What kind of answer you know, is that? I don't see age. Now. I don't see age. I don't see guys. age. All right. So, anyway. Orin, you're going to get the first pick. Lee, man, you're going to get the next pick. And then I'm going to get the the third pick and, and we'll just go in that order no snake draft and i have um categories to do because again like you can't just draft like five food things like you're not going to the x and just sitting there and eating and then going home like that's ridiculous right so we're actually going to build like an actual cne day the categories are one insane food one actual food one ride one mechanical game one exhibition in terms of just like i guess general activity and then one wild card which could be anything really that you want to do at the at the cne um and yeah i guess we're we're, we're building our uh cne activity so orn we're gonna we're gonna go with the insane food which i feel like increasingly is what the x is known for um so yeah what's your first pick with the first pick of the uh 2023 cne draft orn weisfeld i feel like yeah. representing oakwood can we say you're representing oakwood oakwood yeah, yeah. oakwood yeah oakwood Celeste. all right representing oakwood yeah. I will say that I'm not like an insane food guy because um of course let's you're just not say, bro. let's just say I'm I'm Jewish and I have oh, a sensitive okay. stomach. <laughs> so can't just go go around eating anything out here. However, the last insane food I had, it was this was in high school. I had the deep fried Mars bar. Oh that's a classic. and it was actually really, really good. So I'm gonna take the deep fried Mars bar because it was way better than I thought I got it as like a bit, but then I was like, nah, this is actually really good. Mm. all right damn that that was gonna be my pick so i'm gonna have to scramble yes. and go back into my notes um oh i don't have second option oh no i'm good i'm going first. Oh, you're, you're going first you're good you're yeah. good all right lee man what are you going first in in the insane food category because again yes. you can't you can't go to the x and not take a picture of yourself eating some crazy stuff yeah um this is an easy one for me i'm getting a timbit poutine what no <laughs> wait have you had that yeah come on Bro, gotta, what is that connoisseur you know i gotta try every time and if you want to be a true patriot <laughs> canada you know i'm a loyal canadian i'm gonna get a timbit poutine you can get cookies and cream you can get like what? uh it was like chocolate lover i'm allergic to chocolate can't get that but just for y'all you know just for your recommendation this birthday cake you know but timbit poutine if you get that hit me up Bro. best thing you ever had at the cne that's and it's wow. insane Yo, it's that's insane. It's good. Like it's actually good. Yeah. All right. Oh. For me, you know, like remember, I went to the Blue Jays game. I had a whole people are laughing at me. I had a hot dog poutine, so mm. good. But people are like, I hate. Alex texted me he's like, I hate this. I'm like, what? It was so good. All right. You know what? I I gotta say, this is like insanely your brand. Like this yeah. is like firmly right in your brand. brand. Um, man. All right. Well, I was. I definitely had the deep fried Mars bar in my bag. Um. What am I going to go with, man? There's like some pickle juice stuff that I was like really strongly considering. I don't know if, how you guys feel about that. Or is I feel like I feel like y'all are y'all are big into pickling. No uh, way. What did you say? <laughs> what do you mean? Y'all? <laughs> no, um, the, the meta region <laughs> at large. I'm not. I, I, I'm not a big pickle juice guy. That's disgusting. Of course Personally. you that well. Of course. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with that, man. Pickle juice. Pickle juice anything. I don't I don't know what they're gonna offer with pickle juice this year, but 
I'm gonna get it, man. I'm gonna send a picture to you too as well of me uh, enjoying pickle juice. He's dope. Um, okay, so the insane food, yeah, you you gotta go have at least one. Just like you gotta like have just like ten dollars in your budget to just waste on something. I honestly, out of the three of these, I for me, Timbit poutine sounds just insane. Like at this, maybe the most Canadian thing possible, but I don't think it should exist. Like honestly, frankly. yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep singing the national anthem. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be singing O Can on the toilet, man. Yeah, honestly. Uh, all right. Go. No. Yeah. What the next pick? So the next pick, the category is actual food. So CNE does have just pretty good food, just in general. Like you can go to obviously the big. Um, I there's like a big open space where you can go, and there's like twenty plus vendors in there. You can also just walk around and get like your typical carnival food. Um, but yeah, actual food, like not just like for a meme. Or you, you have the first pick. Yeah, I don't have a great one for this one. I'm gonna be honest. I have I have a good answer for every author question. Okay. Um right. so poutine would be my my what? actual food <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like that's what I'm just gonna get. Gotcha, uh gotcha. chicken strips and fries. That's what I had last year. Because honestly, last year I <laughs> nah, went, this guy trying to get the uh nope. this guy trying to get the Vegas special, man. That's that's all we were eating out there. Yeah, I know. But they Mac. actually have really good chicken strips and fries because the food. The food building last year I went was so packed. I couldn't even is, like breathe yeah. in there. So mm-hmm. I had to go to like one of the trucks. And so all they had was chicken strips and fries and they were really good. Right. So that's that's my answer. Wow. All right. Chicken strips and fries. All right. You know what? I feel like you can't really go wrong. Like it's like a high value, you know, high floor kind of player. It's it, This is the Dwight Powell food options. I feel like, you mm-hmm. know, like you can rely on Dwight Powell. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lee, man, regular food wise. I mean, you already you already took Timbit poutine, so do not pick poutine. I swear to God, I'm going with a ice cream hot waffle. That Ooh. is a CNE staple. Okay. I was just no, it sounds good. Like work sent me there to try. Like they gave us forty dollars, and they say they said try anything out there. They gave you forty dollars. That's $40. not dollars. <laughs> what do you mean? It was forty. Okay, Yo, you're telling me the Toronto Star gave you forty? <laughs> yeah, like you see how that's enough for like two or three things max. That's Bro, were they sent you to the CNE in two thousand and one? Like. <laughs> The media landscape is in a, you know, Bro, you a must be forty bucks. No, but listen, Wait, but where do you that's get going that? Going to a mission, man. <laughs> it was forty dollars in an hour, so we had to go get. Oh, okay, fair. So then this was five dollars. It was the best thing I had there. You guys where? on a class trip, man. This is a this is a summer camp activity, I, not a Toronto Star <laughs> assignment, man. It was <laughs> hey, no way, one man. hour. Go, go, go. I got a couple hours <laughs> just to go and try it. it they gave Doug Smith $40 for an hour, man? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sorry, bro. This is blowing my mind. Do, do not try the watermelon burger. It's the worst thing ever. That doesn't that sound good, man. Dude, it's new. Yeah, I was I never going to. disgusting. Uh-huh. Where did you get the waffle thing? It was just like right in the middle of CNE. The okay. building or not in the building? Outside. outside. It's like this whole okay. like they make it right in front of you. It's like it's so cool. I'm like wow, and it's just so, staple. I'm gonna send you guys photo. I posted on my Instagram story. You guys didn't see that? It's an ice cream waffle. No, I'll, I'll send you guys a photo. Oh, okay. and I, t- I took a photo of it with the, like the scenery background, the beautiful field. It was so like hey. like cinematic. Yo, yeah. honestly, yeah. this is like probably You're the different. best time to be in Toronto. Is like last week of August. Like it's the weather's perfect. It's no longer like super hot. Um, it's not super humid. It's like sweater weather at nighttime, which is how it should be. Um, 
CNEs in town, all the shots. Like, yo, I was at the I was at the national concert. Like, are you guys big fans of the national? You guys know the national? No. That was no, the national. I'm not familiar with their game. What is the national? It's a band. I saw it on Twitter. People yeah. were talking about it. No way, Will is listening to bands. You're going. Bro, out I'm not to familiar. They're my favorite white band. Like, like my number one. Oh white my band, god! The number national. one. Sing one song. Bullet, then how, how much song of theirs? Because I Bro, might know. What do you? Oh, uh, you want me to sing a song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, just sing a song. All right. Um, what would you know? Do you know Fake Empire? Let's hear it. I don't know. I'll sing it. I don't know names. We're half yeah. awake in our fake empire. You know, the guy's got like a really deep gravelly <laughs> voice, so it's like we're half awake. Anyway, yeah. No, um okay, know. all right. Well Holy that's uh that was a brick, but I, I, I my point was I was at Budweiser stage watching the, the show, having a great time singing along with like every single like you know, I, I swear I knew like 90% of the words, which is kind of nuts for any concert. And I like I was just like on the lawn and I was like looking over and like the TFC game was happening. I think they lost to like the Montreal Impact or whatever. I don't care. Have they won a game? Like, no, man, they're horrible. Yeah, I heard they haven't won a game since like me. <laughs> they're so nasty, man. Florida sports is down bad. God damn. They don't even score goals. I think they might have scored a goal finally or something like that. I don't even know, man. They're probably going to hire John Herdman, you know, the, the women's yeah, national nice, team coach. Actually. And also the men's national team coach. Um, You know, he'll complete the trifecta if he gets the TFC job. Uh, But yeah, I mean, while that was happening, you also got to see like the CNE in the background, right beside it, obviously, with the BMO field. And then they had like, the light show and stuff like that too and i was just like yo this is kind of lit meanwhile i'm just like belting out to the nationals so i guess this is not hidden for you guys because uh i'm telling you my white audience is loving that this whole experience i promise they you love this yo man the national is sick man and they played a lot of their old stuff i love their old stuff shout out to boxer great album anyway this is no none of you guys care all right my pick for actual food i mean it, this being like an actual carnival like i feel like you gotta have have a funnel cake like a funnel cake to me is like you know, it was either funnel cake or that like that like ridiculous uh, fried onion thing that they have there. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never actually had that. It's not though. that good. Yeah, I so. have it. It's okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go with the with, with the traditional funnel cake. Um, I didn't think about that. That's pretty much an ice cream waffle, though. That's the thing. When I was thinking about it, I was like, they're remarkably yeah. similar. We're like talking about right, fried dough right. and ice cream. Um. Okay. Next. Next on the list on the draft is rides. So I don't know if you guys are actually a fan of going on the rides at the CNE um, because a lot of people just go to eat, go to do some carnival games, go to maybe see like the dog show, you know, play very, very low stakes poker and then just like go home. Um, I feel like it's always like younger people that end up going to the rides. So I'm hoping that you guys go on the ride. So Orin, you got the first pick in the CNE draft in the rides category. Well, I live for the rides. Oh, okay. That's why I'm wow. going, honestly. Really? Yeah. Why don't you just go to Wonderland? <laughs> because it's far and it's it's just I don't know. It's just not a thing in my adult life. I, I think that's why I like the rides is because I haven't been to Wonderland in so long. So the CNE okay. is like the one place I go on rides. Yo, by the way, and, would you uh, want to go on a group Wonderland trip if I re- arrange another Raptors media meetup? Meet let's do it. Yeah, that I'm sounds afraid amazing. Of, I'm afraid honestly. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll talk more off air. <laughs> All right. Um, but have you guys ever been on the scrambler? Which one's a scrambler? So I, I don't know. It's the one the where names. two yeah. people sit. Yeah, that's why I had to look it up. It's the yeah. one where two people sit in a cage and they basically like box you in. Oh. And then it goes it goes around, mm-hmm. but it also is like doing all this stuff as yeah. it's going in like a, a a a circle. Bro, that was I'm not even gonna lie, that was my pick. 
That's my okay. pick. The one where they like lock you and you're kind of like in jail. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So that's like two like people. My they, they lock in like thirty people at a time. I think, don't they? No, not the one I'm thinking of. No, the okay. one I'm thinking of is just two people, but it's like a bunch of two people, like uh, okay, uh, along. Okay. You're thinking thirty. So people? Any... this is WWE. No, no, no. <laughs> Yo, I know what you're talking about. It's like a long line. It's yeah, like a long line. Yeah, 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 that's different. Okay, okay. Uh, I think I'm talking about the scrambler though. I, I, I have a funny scrambler story where, like, okay. the last time I went on it, honestly, it was like a long time ago, and. Like the person I was with, their phone came out of their bag like mid ride. But in the scrambler, you're just in a cage. So like their phone was just like bouncing around and just like very dangerously, like, you know, and just like in the middle of like as we're just like going through this thing. So mm -hmm. that's the memory I always have of the scrambler. Um, but it is a really fun ride. Last year, though, when I went again, the minimum wait for a ride was like an hour. So this yeah. year I'm trying to plan it more fully when I get I do like the rocks a lot. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. The the scrambler is that is that what it's called? Yeah. All right. All right. Got you. Got you. All right. Leave in. Uh, are you big on rides? You you, you big like a amusement not, park guy? I guess not really, but I feel like I just got um, Michael Jordan with the third pick right here, just with the best ride out here um it's the what's the, what's what's it called the sky ride bro it's not even a ride man that's, that's a ride. not a ride that's, that is not a ride that is a ride get Instagram out of here bro. that is, that is that not is, a ride guess that is transportation it. that is go off and back hey it works for me okay here's the thing here's here's okay yes it okay i i, I see it your gets. point in the sense that like you know, you are getting like physically get lifted and out. moved around and stuff like yeah. that. But bro, that is not a ride though. It is, like, man. You right. see power and everything. It's a yeah. all right. You know what? That is that is that is kind of sick. That fell to me. That that's man, that is that is pretty you're sick. Second, I was first I was saying like last. a wild card or something, second. man. <laughs> Yo, that's so tough. I was gonna pick that for my exhibition. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also not an exhibition, guys. <laughs> it's just a transportation when you really think about it. Um, I mean, I, I mean, at this point, what am I going to say, man? I mean, I, I feel like I have to take the Ferris wheel now. Like, it's just like it's iconic. Called me mine not a ride. Bro, a Ferris wheel is one hundred percent a ride. Though. That is not. It's a pretty ride. similar. I got it. Mine not a ride. What? I, I agree. That is not a ride. Ben. They're pretty similar. Exactly. All right. All right well, this well, is just <laughs> worse. You don't get to see the city tower. Like you get to see the city tower, but you don't get a nice view of it. Okay, all right, relax. All right. No, it's definitely great for an Instagram photo. Um, it's not the most exciting. My funny thing, the funnest thing I think for the CNE rides is just like they feel like a little bit like too dangerous. Unsafe. Like, yeah. yeah, they feel a little unsafe, which I think adds to the thrill. I mean, like I, I I enjoy obviously a lot of the rides. I was also gonna pick the one where like you're kind of like sitting in a chair and then it just like swings you in a chain, kind of mm -hmm. like a mer merry-go-round, but like in the Getting sky. Swing. Is that what it's called? You know what? You know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll change my first bill to that. What's that yeah. thing called, man? Mary, I don't know. Swing. Marrying swing. Marrying swing. Yeah, we've just named it. There we go. I'm sure it has uh. a real name. I guess I'll give up. Ah, man. You know what? You know, I, I did get on you for the sky ride, and the Ferris wheel is similar to the sky ride. So, <laughs> you know the Ferris for, wheel. Like... Yeah. What's up? In uh, Vegas, the big Ferris wheel yeah. in Vegas. I forget which hotel it's beside. But someone was telling me it takes an hour to go around a one circle. All right. 
Ferris wheels crazy. might be a little overrated, but at the same time, it's like a great place to take Instagram photos with your with your with your girl. So you know, like again, it's depending on you who have you're a lot of Instagram photos ideas so far in this pod. I, I'm I mean, like, is that not why people go to no, see yeah. you? That's that why not? you go. I yeah. don't. I don't even take. I don't. But this guy going solo and having and just different. going to the scrambler by fun. himself. He just goes to the city to have fun. I don't even bring my phone when I go to the scene. No what? way. What is that? Why? <laughs> That's so weird. All right. I respect that. All right. Next one. Mechanical no, game. I'm, I'm so lying. I'm lying. This is a game that you have to physically play. So one of the little boosts, anything like that. Uh, or with the first pick, what are you taking with uh, the mechanical games at, uh, yeah. at, at the CNE? These Carnival are probably games. my favorite. You just These said the rides were your favorite, bro. How much this guy likes everything oh, about the CD, no, man. <laughs> this guy's so hardcore he going to CD by himself. That's a heard of. Man. I remember when I was young once, I, I just wasted so much money trying to get one of those. Remember those like mini um motorcycles that people used to have? And they had it at the CD as a prize if you won this one of the mechanical games. And I was going so hard for it. Mm. Obviously, didn't get it. Um, I think at this age, my favorite one is just gambling, though. Like when you oh, play, oh, that's a great pick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on like one number or like a color, yeah. and then yeah, it just feels like you're back in Vegas, you know, back in the good old days. <laughs> no, but I think that's my favorite at this age. But there's a lot of good. Oh, I also like the. Oh man, I love the gun that you shoot into the hole. <laughs> Stupid water gun. Yeah, but sorry. Yeah, that. Anyways, I can only take one. Well, I probably just took Lebans. Oh, that was not mine. Don't Lowest worry. state gambling. I'm gonna put you down. Yeah, because that's that's the one where you put down a dollar and it's like it rolls. Yeah, around. it's like it's kind of like dollar max. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like roulette. Yeah, you can really spend a long time there too. So I respect yeah. that. That's a good pick. Lee Van, what about you, bro? I, I was gonna go a little classic, you know, whack a mole. You know, whack a mole. All right, bro. This guy really doing the. Yeah, this guy really I, doing the the, the Doug, the Doug, Doug Smith the itinerary, man. <laughs> this guy, this guy going this back idea. to the sixties. Imagine if um guys yeah, doing the ye old whack-a-mole. <laughs> Yo, relax, man. He can't even say anything, man. That's hey, imagine imagine if they had whack-a-mole though at a Raptors game. Just listen, just listen to me. Just listen to me. Just listen to me. You introduce uh-huh. next year. People at halftime are so frustrated with how trash this team is. They take their frustrations out. You make so much money. MLSC fire <laughs> you. I'll make you a lot of money. Just imagine halftime. <laughs> what? Wait. Wait, are you talking about like it's a booth in yeah. like the stands? Yeah. Or add are you talking about it's like at half court, like one of those half Scotia court? Scotia Bank. You add it to like the outside part. Got the you. money you'll make. People just frustrated. And you could put actually no, this is too mean. I was gonna say put like players' faces on the whack-a-mole, mm. but hey, don't do that. But um yeah, whack-a-mole. Classic, mm. classic carnival game. All right, damn. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know you were so much about the traditional when it comes to also yeah. ski. Ski ball is really good. Ski, you know the. There we go. I mean, gonna... yo, there's there's so many good games. There's so many good scans. But to me, like, if I'm gonna be completely honest, whether I'm going, well, I mean, I'm really only going to see any with a date. But like, if I'm going to see any, I have to do the basketball shooting. Like, I just doesn't matter. Like, I get scammed out of the basketball shooting, and <laughs> yeah. the taking the soccer free kicks, like kicking the cans over. Like one of those two, I have to do, if not both. And last year, I actually one like i took one of the first off there's different booths so this is a this is cna advice all right the booths cl- closer to the front of like the entrance probably near exhibition which is probably where most people end up coming in from um 
I feel like some of the basketball boots that you first see over there are a bit of a scam. They'll be like, yo, you got two shots for 10 bucks or whatever. But then if you walk to like the back, like near where the rides are and closer, I guess, to the east end of the park, there is one like basketball shooting contest, which is the same as everywhere else. Um, but I think it's like three shots for five dollars. So I think it's better value if you just wait to, to that area. But I went to that area, paid five bucks, and on my first shot, I, I knocked it in and I got a stuffed Snorlax. So nice. That's a good yeah. toy, too. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. is this like the 20 foot hoop? It's just like the 20 foot hoop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like those ones I, are a little bit man. easier to, to go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? I think the guy was like, Yo, you're the first guy who actually made one today, and I felt really guessed, but it was yeah, also no, like those two PM, are hard. So, yeah. I don't even try those. I'm like, I'm not, I'm gonna lose my money if I do this. Yeah, but you kind of have to, you know what I mean? Like, like can you really? No, the resist? axe is all about just handing out money. Yeah, hundred yeah. so percent. That's why when Lehman only got forty bucks, I was dying. It's so expensive. Man. Everything is so it's expensive. So expensive. Yo, relax, man. Relax. It's the CNE, yeah. man. What are you gonna do? Uh, it is. You go once a year. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't take your date there and then complain about how expensive the X is. Like you know, like you just gotta. I'm not gonna lie. I did that recently. No <laughs> That's that's Good. tough. Good that's for tough. You. That's tough. I'm All gonna right. do that. Don't worry. Uh, I always next... complain when I can. You know, that is really I your brand. In when I can. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, we have two more sections. We have one exhibition. So um, this is like some of the events that take place at CNE. and um, And there's always like tons of things that happen around CNE. So I'm curious to see what your exhibition is. Um, so essentially, it's not like the, the carnival stuff. It's all the extras that they added. So uh, Oren, you have to first pick once again. I would say my least favorite is the air show. I hate the air show. Yeah. So As a citizen loud. of Toronto, it is not annoying. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's annoying, it's, but hey, it's a staple. Come on, guys. Uh-huh. No, and it's bad for the environment, too. There you go, Orrin. I agree with you, oh. man. Um, I agree with you, the emissions. I don't know. I'll say, like, the light show. I don't participate the in the light show. I didn't, I didn't even know they had a dog and a cat show or any of that. Can I say the zoo? There's a zoo? Wait, what? There's a there's zoo? There's a zoo. Yeah, what there's a zoo. Right is that like this year? In. Last year there was a zoo. There's a zoo, huh? It's not much of a zoo, but there's some animals. So I'm going to say the zoo. Interesting. I'm. A, I'm a... No, that's a tip. You can check out the zoo this time. That's wild, bro. Why are they evolving animals in this? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's an exhibition. There's like snakes and stuff. It's like I don't know. It's like cool. Mm. All right. This guy's gonna go with the zoo. All right. Cool. 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 All right. There's a zoo. Is a petting zoo? Is it just like you look at them? Like can you touch them? I think, yeah, I don't, don't know that. Okay, just just zoo. All right, interesting. I will, I will, I will look for the zoo when <laughs> I go so later this week. <laughs> no, I just didn't know there was a zoo, I swear. I feel like I've been there 10 times. I never know there was a zoo. All right, Lee Van, what's your exhibition that you got to see at the at, at the exhibition? I got two. See, I would have said air show, but you guys are hating, so I'm going to go with a good old comedy show. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Where? Cool. It's somewhere. It's there. It, it is on the. You just the block looked at the list. link he sent. You didn't actually see it. <laughs> hey, don't rat me out. But I, hey, who doesn't love a good comedy show? You know, stand yeah. up. I do too, but that's not a CNE thing. I've literally never seen they they have a comedy show at the CNE. Yo, this is but, killing me, man. You can't just let you get away with anything you say. Uh, you have to keep people. Oh no, man! This guy said the Sky Ride is the ride that he's that he picked for his thing. So. But you know what, comedy show, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people go you to the exercise. What comedy. I drive. 
Yeah. I feel like I got number one picks after number one picks. No, that's fair. That's I just fair. drafted LeBron, um, Anthony Davis. So Masai Ujiri in, in the late 2010s right now. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised this dropped to me, but um, does the casino count as like an actual exhibition or not? Because it's like a section off area. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. So give, give me like bingo. Have you been to the casino at the X? Yeah. Uh, I've never actually been. Once again, we're on this program talking about how we didn't go to the casino. I feel like this is just a running theme for us. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go to the casino, all I have to say is get some help. Hey, you're right. You man. know me though, Lee Man. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm not bad. I'm hey. halal. You saw me. I didn't go to any casinos. Hey, I actually didn't. My impact. Uh, yeah, he influenced me well. Damn, bro. Look at this, man. <laughs> Look at the solidarity right yeah. here. It's possible. Um, all right, last one. Wild press. I don't know. That's so problematic. Peace, to say. peace is possible. No, legit, man. It's, right. it's beautiful to see. All right, last one. One wild card. It could be anything, anything at all in the CNE. Um, one last thing you're doing before you you leave for the night and take the uh, 27 Dufferin home. It's 29. I had a good one because originally you said this was going to be like a date night draft but mm. we haven't really been talking about it that way but i was going to tell a whole story okay let's say, go let's go baby let's say, go let's go look you don't want to go on a date with someone and not know their age right that's how you get in trouble <laughs> we've all been there no. i'm just joking <laughs> no way i'm just joking i'm just joking what did no, you way, <laughs> no way you're what? gonna pick the guess your age guy yeah yeah, yeah. you no. don't want to go on a date with someone you don't know their they're they're I'm so eight. pissed man. How did so you, you go to the pick? fortune teller you go to the fortune teller and you get them to first guess your age and i think if they get within one year then they win mm-hmm. and if they don't get with and, and then you win and then you know i actually think the fortune teller is a great one i did it last year because usually people think i'm really young so I was like, this is easy, yeah. you know, Snorlax material right here. There you go. She got it. She like guessed me right on. Wow. And that's the thing with it is if you go, it's obvious that you're going for a reason. You know, it's like, oh, obviously this person is either older or younger than they look. So you're kind of getting screwed. But I think the fortune teller is a fun one. There's always like a circle around it. People watching. Yeah. yeah. It's right by the um, entrance. Yeah. Yeah. And you that's can really a learn one, a lot about the people you're with. So. Guess your age guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, realistically, I feel like you should know who the age of the people you're dating. But yeah, hey, yeah. This, it was this, a joke. This is a good diagnostic. Record, that was a joke. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. Right? It's nothing. It's not a joke. Or, it's a or, joke. Or, or, or in US Echo. All right. <laughs> Leave it. No, no um, for the record. Yeah. Joke. Okay. I was going to say, like, get some get some food just to like end oh, up. Some more food. All right. Yeah. I get a little night and I said, yeah. but I since I already said I'll get a ice cream hot waffle, I might. I might get some Crispy Keem's chicken sandwich, you know? I heard they oh, got okay. some blue raspberry type of thing, you know? I might get that. I might just watch a little air show to end my, end my night off, you know? Okay, you, what do you want? So what do you want as your last pick? <laughs> yeah, that's so many. It's like four things you did, so. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to end my night with an air show since you guys are all here. Okay. This guy, this guy going, night. yo, this guy really giving me the Doug Smith draft, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end with an air show. Hey, that's you know what? You know what? Honestly, you're right. I did I did initially say that this was kind of like create your CNE date for $15, which I feel like would be a sick graphic, by the way, online. People who want to make one of those social graphics. Right, right, right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, 
I was going to take the guess your age guy just because it's the funniest scam running. Like, how do they know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, again, like, how do you actually make enough money to do that? Because, like, I feel like if you're like a 40 year old, like you're especially for like, um, like people of my dad's age and who are Asian, like there's like a good range between like 40 and or like 35 and like 50 that it's just impossible to guess what a middle-aged Asian person's age is. Right, so like right, right. Feel like you're going to lose this game. So I always wonder when I walk past that guy, um, how he actually does it. But uh, that was a great pick. That was going to be my last pick. So I'm no, going to go. With- I also wonder though, how long that's going to be around. Cause I was saying to my friends last year, like, you know how they can either guess your age or your weight, right? That's the right. other option. Right, if, right. if they guess within like 10 pounds of your right. And I was just like, that's not going to be around five years from it's now. Just, like, it's just too problematic overall. Yeah, it's just too problematic. It's mm. just such a like old, you know, rodeo thing, which is why it's fun. But it's also just like, I feel like I'm back in the '70s right now. Mm. That's what so they this, were doing in the '70s. This is a, this is this is a get it while you can pick right yeah. now. All right. But yeah, when I handed them twenty dollars, I was like, just this is a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> This is stupid. It's twenty dollars, by the way. What? I, I think so. Yeah. Yo, yeah. what? Just to have a stranger yeah. guess? Maybe ten. Maybe your ten. Aging weight. Yo, that's that's wild. Um, obviously, so many great picks. But I mean, again, if, if we're gonna make this into any kind of a date, I kind of need at least one kind of thing. So I'm gonna go with the Ferris wheel. I kind of wanted to pick it earlier. I'm gonna pick it now. It's a good end of night activity. Take some photos. You know. You know. Do whatever you're doing in a Ferris wheel, and then just come down and then go home. You know. So, um, to recap. Team Orn, Team Oakville, or Team Oakville, Oakville. Team Oakwood has a deep fried Mars bar, chicken strips and fries, the scrambler ride, the lowest stakes gambling, um, the zoo, <laughs> and the guess your age guy. All right. That's pretty that's, eclectic. That is the pretty most eclectic. random team. Yeah, it's called eclectic. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that's 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 date number one. Date number two is Lee Band's team, the Esplanade, representing for the Esplanade. All right. Yeah. The Timbit Poutine, mm-hmm. Ice Cream Waffle, Sky Ride, Whack-A-Mole, Comedy Show, just generic comedy show, doesn't even matter who it is, he just wants to go see somebody tell a joke. Uh, and then lastly, he's going to end it with watching the air show, which, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the air show is always during the day, too, so I don't know if you, how you can technically end on the air show, but that, that wasn't a requirement. That's, that's not bad. And then my team, I have uh, Pickle Juice, um, Funnel Cake, the merry-go-round swing thing in midair i'm not sure what the name of it is uh 20-foot basketball shot uh the casino and then the ferris wheel so um let us know on twitter first off if you are still interested in the raptor show after listening to this program um but also be like yeah if you're a citizen of toronto like maybe a consider doing some of these things or b like just letting us know like which one had the uh the best cne activities so i appreciate both of you guys for following along what did you guys think did you guys like this segment or you know because I, I always do throw something random at you guys so yeah that was better than i thought it would go i loved it thank it you so thank you yeah, get the timber boutine guys don't forget no that sounds horrible man just in terms of like there's no you know, i can't imagine gravy ever touching a poot like a like a timbit like that's yeah just... a sweet thing in general dog this is like what doug's doug, doug <laughs> this is what doug ford is made of he's like 99 made of a timbit poutine man so I, i'm good on that but uh yeah i appreciate both of you guys for being on um i will let you guys plug your pieces Orin, i know you've been hard at work you've been putting out a lot of stories around team canada so 
yeah, please share what the kind of work you've been doing for Sportsnet and also for for Yahoo. Um, mostly, yeah, I'll be writing at those two places for the World Cup. So, like for the next month, Sportsnet and Yahoo. But mostly, just been working on this RJ Barrett profile for a little while, and that'll be on Sportsnet. You know, either I would say Thursday or Friday of this week. So check that out. All right, Libe, what, what you got, man? Yeah, just been doing some like local basketball stuff on yep. Canadians coming up or just like some um, had a story on a, a kid from Guinea who came to Canada last year, um, didn't know a lick of English and now is heading to the NCAA and going to play for Georgia Tech. And the crazy what? thing about that story is, yeah, he's going to play for Damon Stoudemire. Yo, so, wow. So, oh, true. So, yeah, that's crazy. That's amazing, man. No, look, listen, yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, I also bring you guys on because you guys are really tapped into Canada basketball in general, the Raptors in general, and also you guys, like, I don't know, man, part of me is, like, having watched you guys come up a little bit, too, it's just, like, when you guys say things like, yo, man, I asked, like, Brandon Clark if he's going to play last year, or you asking, like, yo, I asked Omax Prosper, I'm like, yo, like, that's that's great reporting and information that we all want to know, so, you know, proud of you, proud of you youngins, you know? Shout out to you, man. Always, <laughs> my first time on the show was yours, so, always... Hey. Shout out to you for giving us young guys love. No, for real. Yeah, you were like a you were like a nineteen year young. old. You're like a nineteen year old when you wrote that Delano story. So <laughs> um Yeah, right. me and Lee Ben, you know, us teenagers, we just <laughs> Nah. I appreciate you having us on. It's always fun. I appreciate you guys, man. You guys miss living with each other or no? Every day. Every day, really? I think about it. That's real, man. That's, that's real. the greatest compliment. That's so man. real, man. Uh, I, was joking, joking. I, was I was joking. I was joking. Just okay. What? But what? yeah, what? I think I, I had fun. I had I fun. Say, take I'm not thinking about it every day. You guys believe that really easily. Wow. Yeah. That hurts my feelings. So I was going to say, take me back to Vegas, but hey, never want to go back. No, nah, it's okay. You guys can go to the <laughs> casino at, uh, at CNE in the next two weeks. Mm, so. True. Oh, we, we should actually go, honestly. Yo, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I actually do want to organize a a Raptors Media uh, Wonderland it. trip. I'm gonna message some people and see what their availabilities are. But uh, it'd be kind of cool to get out there. Or if you like rides, bro, like Wonderland trip. No, I would love sick. to go to Wonderland. Yeah, okay. it's just like, all right, yeah. I'm afraid. Okay. I know. I know. Alex is already in, so I feel like we already had four people. I feel like if we get like ten people, this is a pretty good outing. So, but anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Be Appreciate sweet. everyone for rating review and subscribing to the podcast and uh yeah the next episode will be i'm i might call alex just to do some random stuff like just you know to do our weird banter stuff but like if we don't do that then it'll just be friday after canada plays the first thing against france it's gonna be a great one i can't wait to, to watch it to be on sports and once again last promo for the company and uh yeah thanks everyone for listening